partnership with Food Standards Scotland, Food and Drink Federation Scotland has developed the Healthier Bakery Fund, which provides funding of up to £5,000 to support healthier reformulation of sweet and savoury bakery products. It's important to acknowledge that there is an obesity crisis in Scotland, indeed across most of the Western world, which requires changes across multiple levels, including changing the food environment to help consumers make healthier choices. But reformulation comes with costs, which in this current economy can just be a step too far for many producers. So this Healthier Bakery Fund will really help some SME bakers across Scotland get to grips with the changing trends. With the deadline looming, applications have to be in by Friday, 30th of June, Bakery and Snacks caught up with Laura Wilson, Head of Public Health Nutrition for Food Standards Scotland, and Joanne Burns, Reformulation for Health Manager, Food and Drink Federation Scotland, to find out more. Joanne, thank you indeed for joining me today. We're here to talk about the Healthier Bakery Fund. So firstly, to kick off, Joanne, can you tell me about this new fund? Yes, Jill, I'd be absolutely delighted to tell you and your listeners about the fund. The Healthier Bakery Fund is open to manufacturers of baked goods and bakery ingredient manufacturers that supply into the Scottish market. And we're looking to improve the health of savoury and sweet baked goods including everything from morning goods and breakfast to pies, pastries and cakes. One thing to make you aware of, the fund does close on the 30th of June. So if you're eligible and wish to apply, please visit our website. It's www.fdfscotland.org.uk or look on our social media for links to apply. The funds are available of up to £5,000, which will be match funded by each business. With the deadline being on the 30th of June, and for those people that don't apply this time round, will there be another opportunity further down the line? Yes, we're certainly always um, aiming to deliver future funds. Um, Other ones may not specifically be around bakery, but it might be open to wider food manufacturers. So I'd encourage any food manufacturer, bakery or snacks or anything else that are listening to just keep in contact with us through the Reformulation for Health programme and keep an eye on our social media where we'll publish any future funds that are available. Laura, Food Standards Scotland recently published an analysis of the energy content of sweet discretionary products in the out-of-home sector in Scotland. Why is there a focus on reformulating bakery products? And can you give us more insight into this report that you published? Yep, happy to do that, Jill. So, yep, the research looked at um, the calorie information that was available either in-store or online from 18 different businesses. And we were looking at products like cakes, sweet pastries, muffins and donuts. And one of the reasons that we looked at those products was that was an area that we hadn't ever looked at or didn't have any information about. 
but also, and more importantly, they are one of the top 10 most frequently purchased products when out of home. So it was um, because we purchased so many of them and therefore there's a high level of consumption, we were keen to find out a bit more about um, what the kind of calorie content of those products was. Because what we do know is that most of the foods that are um, sold and purchased out of home tend to have a higher calorie content and a higher portion size than the foods that we buy in shops or supermarkets and take home to eat. So overall, um, it's, it's an area of concern as to how that contributes to our diet. How are the two associations involved with the Healthier Bakery Fund? Joanne? Um, yes, I'm happy to answer that, Jill. Um, Food Standards Scotland has been linked with the reformulation programme since its inception. Um, in fact, our eight principles of reformulation are based on the on Food Standards Scotland's Scottish dietary goals. So we, we aim to reduce calories, fat, sugar and salt and increase the consumption of fibre, fruit and veg. And Food Standards Scotland also form part of the Reformulation for Health programme steering group, which helps mould all our future direction, as well as being one of our Reformulate partners, which means they're committed to collaborating with us to support successful reformulation of products on Scottish plates. And I think that their commitment to fund this, um, the Healthier Bakery Fund, really does highlight their commitment to supporting healthier products on Scottish plates. So the FSS fund the um, total value of the Healthier Bakery Fund um, and um, the Reformulation for Health programme um, manages it. So we work in very much in partnership to deliver it. Let's get down to the real nitty gritty. What exactly is health reformulation? Yeah, so it's really important that consumers have access to a wide range of food and drinks that can help support a healthy, balanced diet. And reformulation has been shown to be one of the most effective ways that the food industry can help improve our diet. So it involves making changes to an existing product or recipe to improve the nutritional content. Um, so as um, Joanne um, suggested earlier, the ways that we do that are ones that will help support the Scottish dietary goals. So looking to reduce the amount of calories, fat, sugar or salt in products, looking to reduce portion size or increasing the amount of fibre and fruit and vegetables. Joanne, can you add to that? Um, not much more to add to that. Laura gave a really good, concise answer. What I would, what I would say, um, and a good way for people to think about it, reformulation is about changing the product, not the person. It can be very hard if somebody goes into the shop looking for a certain type of product to totally change their view. But through reformulation, we're changing the product and making it healthier. Um, as Laura said, we do look at increasing um, the content of things like fibre, fruit and veg and reducing salt, fat and sugar. But it's also important to be aware that health reformulation can also be as simple as looking at reducing portion size. It can be as simple as looking at reducing the component parts of a product. So, for example, in bakery, it may well be reducing um, the additions to a muffin, for example, or looking at changing the fillings or toppings in a, in a cake recipe. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, there's a whole wide variety of different ways that people can reformulate for health and also a wide range of drivers. Um, I mean, when I work with businesses, I'm, I'm amazed at the different reasons that people choose to reformulate. It could be to meet um, the salt reduction targets. It might be a consumer request. They might want to um, change some of their front of pack labels from red to green. So every business is unique. Um, and we offer bespoke guidance to all of them to, to deliver their health reformulation projects. 
can I just come and add a little bit further to that as well, Jill? So, I mean, I think one of the key uh, messages I'd like to get across around the, the, the kind of power, I suppose, of reformulation um, and how, what that can offer to improve in the population's diet is that if we target everyday products, so people that uh, products that people consume most regularly, that's what will make the biggest difference across the population. It also means that we're improving the nutritional composition of products without the need for people to act to actually make any different choice or make a conscious choice or decision. Um, and therefore that will, again, also um, benefit everybody across the population as well. What specific areas of reformulation should bakers be considering to have the most impact? Joanne, can you answer this? Yes, certainly. Um, I actually would say that bakery is one of the areas um, in food production where they've got a huge amount of scope to impact almost every area in health reformulation. I mean, you can look at um, fibre enrichment and salt reduction for breads and morning rolls or fat and salt reduction um, and increasing fibre and veg enrichment and savoury pastries to sugar and fat reduction in cakes and, and um, fruit additions. Um, yeah, I, I think bakery actually of all the sectors has... Um, the, the most options to improve the health of their products. That's not to say that they haven't already done a lot of work. And I think from, from projects we've done in the past and from engaging with um, trade associations like the Scottish Bakers Association, there's been a lot of work done already, especially around things like salt and fibre and bread products. But there's certainly a lot more that, that could be done. Laura, where do the UK government's HFSS regulations stand among all of this? Sure. So at the moment in Scotland, we have proposals for restricting the promotions of foods that are high fat, sugar and salt. Um, but the detail of that has not yet been agreed. So the regulations mm -hmm. in England do not apply here in Scotland. And it was announced by the Scottish Government last month that they remain fully committed to legislating to restrict promotions of HFSS foods here. And that there is now a more direct route to legislation that doesn't require a bill. And this will um, speed up the process. So uh, within that announcement last month, there was a consultation um, that will be um, brought forward in the autumn this year that will provide a further opportunity for industry to give their views on the finer details of the proposal for regulations in Scotland. Um, so yeah, at the moment, we don't have regulations here, but they are very much um, being progressed. Joanne, how is the bakery sector responding to this changing consumer desire for healthier products? Um, the bakery um, industry, as always, is um, able to rise to the challenge of reformulation. We've already had many successful projects looking at reformulation, whether that has been um, businesses, for example, like um, Tower Bakery, um, who did a fantastic reformulation project, increasing the fibre content of their bread rolls and um, other morning goods. And that actually was a great driver for them to grow their business because it meant that their products then met um, the food and drink in schools criteria for Scotland. We've also had some other successes with um, savoury pastry products where companies such as Bell's, in fact, Scotland's number one chosen pie product, I think they're, I think they're Scotland's third most chosen food brand, and they reformulated their pie shells by reducing the salt content by 50%. So it just shows that there is already an appetite out there in the bakery industry to reformulate. But as with all the challenges that food industry is facing at the moment, they sometimes need that additional financial support with the associated cost of reformulation, such as nutritional testing, shelf life testing, things like that. 
to motivate them to start a project. So this Healthier Bakery Fund will really help um, start some of um, some amazing projects with SME bakers across Scotland. Does Food and Drink Federation Scotland or Food Standards Scotland, are they in a position to actually help producers with advice, with technical advice, or to direct them to partners who can help them with the, the technical advice of reformulation? With the Reformulation for Health programme, one of the ways that we support um, the SME food and drink industry in Scotland, um, not only with funds, but we also look at um, different ways to upskill and advise SME food and drink producers who may not always have the in-house technical staff that's needed to reformulate. Um, So, yes, we, we deliver a range of webinars and podcasts with some of our reformulate partners. Um on various key areas of, of reformulation. So, for example, we might have we, on our websites, we've got a range of webinars looking at how to use functional fibres, for example. Um, we have um, webinars on sodium reduction, fat reduction, um, spotlight and sugars, various different webinars and podcasts. And they're not just delivered by us. We normally introduce them, but we use our reformulate partners to deliver those. So we may have academic inputs looking at um, why reformulation is needed within those um, areas of nutrients. But we also have input from ingredient suppliers and how their products can be used to, to facilitate change. And we also have food manufacturers who sometimes contribute to our webinars and podcasts talking about how they've done it. So I think it's really important for industry to not just understand why they should be doing it, but how they should how they can do it. And that's why we always try and involve um ingredient manufacturers and other businesses within any of our upskilling events. Let's get back to the Healthier Bakery Fund. Who can actually apply for the funding and what can it be used for? Um, The Healthier Bakery Fund is open to any Scottish manufacturer of baked goods. So that could be sweet or savoury. So I suppose if we look at it in a wider context, that really means that the Healthier Bakery Fund is actually open to bakers, butchers and food-to-go makers, um, ready meal makers. It's open to a lot of people that um, produce that type of product. So to be eligible, they should be based in Scotland. We will consider applications from ingredient manufacturers that supply into the Scottish market. But if it is a baker, then we would want them to be based within Scotland. Um, As I said earlier, the, the funds can be used in a myriad of ways, and that is up to the specific business. They will detail how they want to use that funding as part of their application and what health drivers or what health impact they're aiming to make with their project. So for some businesses, and we've already had a massive amount of applications already, but some of the businesses are maybe wanting to use the money for shelf life testing, for trialing new innovative ingredients within their um, factory. They may be wishing to use the money to change some of their processes or to look at sensory analysis panels. All, I think it's, it's very important for people to be aware that the, the costs involved in reformulation are quite high. So anything that we can do to help the industry improve the health of their products can only be a help for them. What funding is available? We have funds available of up to £5,000 um, and that is match funded by the business, um, whether that's in time or resource. Um, so, yeah, that £5,000 can be used in any way um, that the business chooses. As I say, they'll detail that as part of their application. And just to mention the deadline again? The deadline for the for, for the Healthier Bakery Fund, Jill, is the 30th of June. So I would encourage anyone that is interested to get in touch with me directly or to go to our website and follow the Apply Now button that's on the website. 
Scottish Bakers President Ian McGee said the success of the fund also lies in consumer education and awareness. What steps has FSS and FDF Scotland taken along these lines? Laura? Yeah, so um, as, as one of our core roles as Food Standards Scotland, that is to provide evidence-based dietary advice to consumers. Um, and we take that really seriously. And we've got a number of resources that provide support for consumers to understand their diet and to make healthier choices that we may make available in various ways. This includes a dedicated resource called Eat Well Your Way, which you'll find at eatwellyourway.scot which provides tailored advice on shopping in the kitchen and eating out after you answer a few simple questions on the landing page. But we know that simply providing information isn't enough to help people change their diet and that changing the food environment and one that puts food centre stage is much more impactful. We also have a series of sector specific healthier catering guides on our website, including ones for children's menus. And these are also translated into four different languages. So I'd encourage businesses to look at and use those resources as well. Joanna, is there anything you can add to this? Um, just a little. I think it's it's a really important point that Ian brought up. And I do agree that successful reformulation really has to take a holistic approach across the whole food system. So for me, it's not just consumers, but it's also um, the, the food industry um, needs to, to play their part as well. Um, from an industry perspective, that's why we develop and host our webinars and podcasts. And it's also why we developed our Reformulate partnership, which looks to connect um, people from across the whole food system in Scotland to be committed to supporting healthier reformulation. The onus can't simply be put on the shoulders of a manufacturer. We need academics, we need procurement teams, we need ingredient manufacturers and funding organisations to all play their part to drive successful reformulation. The fund falls under FDF Scotland's Reformulation for Health project. Joanne, can you tell me more about this project and the milestones you've achieved to date? <laughs> How long have you got, Jill? You know, I can speak for, <laughs> you know I can speak for hours on the Reformulation for Health project. Well, yeah, just to give you a brief condensed version, um, the Reformulation for Health programme was um, established from the Scottish Government's A Healthier Future Strategy, which looks at their aims and ambitions for diet and healthy weight. Um, and so one of the aims within that strategy was to develop the, the Reformulation for Health programme. So we've been in existence since March 2019. Um, we offer free advice and support on a wide range of reformulation topics, some, many of which I've mentioned, sodium reduction, sugar reduction, etc., and all our webinars and podcasts. And we've developed a reformulate partnership as well, which really has been a massive success and allows us to use our partners both within our webinars and podcasts and at our annual showcase um, event. Um, we've also developed our four separate funds to support industry to make foods healthier. Um, and they help with the associated cost of reformulation. So we've had the current Healthier Bakery Fund, which we're discussing today. We've also had our Healthier Product Innovation Fund, which we delivered in partnership with Interface, which actually looked at delivering the monies, the successful funds, to an academic partner to develop more, innovat more innovative products uh, projects. And we've also um, delivered three rounds of our highly successful Reformulate Challenge Fund, which is open to all types of food manufacturers, so it doesn't focus on a specific product or sector. So we've run that three times now and supported 46 businesses. I think quite simply, the easiest way to sum up what we do um, and what impact we've had is that we've reduced millions of calories and tons of salt from the Scottish diet through our work 
And I'm so proud to continue to be doing so in partnership with FSS with the Healthier Bakery Fund. Laura, I'm sure it's as equally a daunting task to try and describe, but can you just briefly tell me about Food Standards Scotland and some of the work and achievements that you've done? So yeah, Food Standards Scotland was established in April 2015 as the new public sector food body for Scotland. We are there to protect the health and well-being of consumers and we've got three objectives which are to protect the public from risks to health which may arise in connection with the consumption of food, to improve the extent to which members of the public have diets which are conducive to good health, and to protect other interests of consumers in relation to food. So the key area that I work in is around diets which are conducive to good health. And we do that in several ways. We do that through monitoring the Scottish diet. So we look at what people are consuming, but also what people are purchasing both in shops and supermarkets and from out of home establishments. We do that through being providing advice to ministers on um, specific aspects of nutrition. We do that, do that through strong partnership working and we do that through working with industry to try to rebalance the food environment. So that's where our role with Joanne comes in. Is there anything further about the Healthy Bakery Fund or about reformulation that you'd like to add? If I could maybe just come in there, Jill, I think it's really important to acknowledge that everybody is aware that diet is a, is a problem in Scotland and indeed most of the Western world. Um, and there's no single solution to improving our diet and our health. It requires change across multiple levels. And, and to help people do that, we need to look to change the food environment to help make the easy choice at the healthy choice. And everyone has a part to play in this, including industry, making changes to the products that will benefit health. And small changes add up to really big changes at population level. Yes, yeah, Jill, I would say that my take home message is that reformulation doesn't need to be difficult. As we've mentioned, Businesses can simply reduce portion size or the size of a component part, which means no recipe alterations are needed. But also one of the simplest ways to make a recipe healthier is to speak to your ingredient suppliers. If you're listening to this and considering reformulation, speak to your current supply chain. Many of them will already stock healthier alternatives and are open to supplying samples for recipe trials. And try to think of a common ingredient that goes across several product ranges rather than just focusing on one specific recipe. Look at one simple change that will impact many products. And of course, most importantly, my final message would be, if you're eligible and interested, don't miss out on this opportunity to apply before the 30th of June. Jump onto our website at www.fdfscotland.org.uk or look at any of the FDF Scotland social media channels for all the details will be to apply.